Hey, 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 what's going on out there, guys? How are you doing? You're now listening to Sunny D. Welcome back. This is the YFYI podcast. Hope you guys are having a phenomenal day, a phenomenal week, phenomenal month. Recording a little podcast for you today. Also doing a little video. Haven't done video in a minute, so you'll have an opportunity to see this. You'll have an opportunity to hear this, and you'll have an opportunity to explore all things with the YFYI podcast. So hopefully you guys are doing well. Been on the move, been moving and shaking. So if you guys are you know, following, if you're on Instagram, if you're on Snapchat, whatever you're on, if you guys have been following along, you've probably seen a little bit of activity happening with myself, with my company, with the YFYI movement. Finishing up the year, coming up on the end of the year, excited to be getting geared up and ready for 2019. Want to talk to you guys a little bit about that today. What are you doing to prepare for 2019? Are you thinking you know, of this year as it's coming to a close and you're like, TGIO? Like, thank God it's over, or are you looking at it as it's coming to a close thinking, you know, thank God it's coming, T-G-I-C, thank God it's ending, T-G-I, you know, E, I guess you would call that. How are you looking at this new year? So I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about that today on the podcast and a few other things, of course. I'm super excited to get into the new year because, you know, the new year brings a lot of things. Uh, One of the biggest things that the new year brings, one of the biggest things is definitely opportunity. So if you're looking at the new year and thinking, thank God it's over, maybe there's some opportunity that you didn't take advantage of in the past year and that's why you have those thoughts. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And a little bit about some goal setting today on the podcast. If you're a new listener to the YFYI podcast, if this is your first time being a a listener or first time like watching the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. However, you're absorbing the podcast. If you're a repeat listener, if you're coming back to the podcast, you've been here before. You've listened to the hundred and how many ever episodes we have now. Somewhere up in the 130s, about to be up into the 140s episodes, then uh, welcome back if you're if you're a vet, if you're a veteran of the YFYI podcast. I do this podcast to talk about your first year in, your first year in the beauty industry, your first year in the beauty industry, which is the it's the foundational year in most people don't make it. You know, I was speaking to a group recently and I was talking about how You know, there's three people sitting next to each other. The likelihood of all three of them being in the industry in five years is like 10 to 15%. And everyone got kind of like caught off guard or you could see just people squirming. You know, they're like thinking like, am I in the right chair? Should I be in another chair? You know, am I going to be one of those statistics? Nobody wants to be, you know, starting something out and it not working out and being a statistic, but that does happen. And so when I think about the industry and I think about that statistic in itself, 
take off my headphones, see what I can do without them. When I think about that statistic in itself, I think, well, why is that? Why does that have to be the case? And that's kind of what set me off on the YFYI journey, which led to writing the first book, YFY, Your First Year in the Beauty Industry, How to Not Just Survive But Thrive in the Business of Beauty. Because a lot of people, a lot of people, if they were in, if they are in, if they make it you know, to that fifth year mark, when you catch up with them, when I see some of my former, you know, classmates, the couple that I can find, they're not thriving. They're barely surviving. And so with that, I'm like thinking to myself, you know, what's up with this? We have to be able to do better. We, as an industry, we as an industry need to be able to do better than that. And that set me off on the journey to write the book, to start to podcast, to do all of the different, you know, speaking engagements, go into all of the schools, beauty schools, any schools, and talking to the next generation, the people that are coming up. How can you set yourself up? What are some of the tools that you can use and that you need to get yourself ready for the world that you're coming into, not the world as it is? You know, a lot of people are thinking like, well, this is how it is, but trust me, guys, this is not how it's going to stay. So the quicker you realize that, and the quicker you realize that you're not just in a in a business, in an industry where you're going to cut hair, you're going to color hair, you're going to style hair, you're going to do makeup, yeah, you're going to do all that stuff, but that's not it. So understanding that you know there is a business, you're part of something that is a career path, and it has to be navigated and a lot of people you know it's not even navigation it's just you know clinging or hanging on it's a desperation it's a you know and then once you leave school you know it's it's you feel that separation and you're kind of wondering what do I do now so that's what kind of set me off on the journey to create tools for people to help them as they're navigating through the industry and you know now that we're we're coming into I mean, we'll be, before you know it, we'll be at 200 episodes. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have to do something special for the 200th episode. If you got any ideas, send me a message. What do you think we should do for the 200th episode of the YFYI podcast? How should we celebrate it? Should we celebrate it with like an interview? Should we celebrate it with a, I don't know, a special guest, a special location? Should we do a live version? What should we do for the 200th episode of the YFYI podcast? That's what I want to know. That's going to be the, the question I'm going to throw out there to you guys, the audience, and get some feedback from you. What do you guys think? Because that's going to be, I think that's going to be a cool one. I think it's going to be a cool one. So, you know, today I'm, I'm, I'm talking a little bit about what's going on, right? We have the end of the year coming, all right? It's, you know, we're in December and you knew it was coming. Right? It's not like it just all of a sudden was a surprise, like, oh shit, the year is about to end. It's not like all of a sudden it was a surprise, but why does it creep up on us all the time? Why does it creep up on us where, you know, we have our our head down, we're doing what we're doing, then all of a sudden, you know, we look up and it's like, oh, the end of the year is here. Well, how did that happen? You know, the 365 days are almost done. 
the next year is about to is about to be right in our face. How did that happen? You know, was it a, is it a surprise? Did you fall asleep at the wheel? You know, so I think a lot of times when you know the new year's come and I it's interesting to watch how people act, how uh, businesses act, how people were you know acting before that end of the year came before all of a sudden it was like oh it's it's a wrap and then how when it really sets in and the crazy thing that happens you know there's a principle out there some of you guys may have heard it you may have heard me uh, mention it before but it's called pareto's principle or some some people i think it's even been referred to as like pareto's law but here's how that works it's the principle of 8020 and the 80/20 means that 80% of the activity, the productivity, the work, the effort occurs in the final 20% of the time. 80% of the activity occurs in the final 20% of the time. So what is 80/20 saying it's saying basically that we put shit off that we procrastinate that we wait until the last minute to start making shit happen so if you're feeling like that then you're 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 in the pareto's principle you're in the pareto's law if you're feeling like man now it's the year's almost over and now all of a sudden you're scrambling you're trying to make things happen well that's it that's the law it's playing out 80% of the activity, 80% of the effort, 80% occur in the final 20% of the time. You know, if you look at a business, to even spin that into a business, 80% of a business's revenue can be is produced by the top 20% of their customers. If you look at that in, you know, a sporting event, you know, 80% of the effort of the of the the action happens all of a sudden in that final 20%. Why is that? Why is that? And I think one of the big conclusions for me, and, and this is you know, something as I think about this a lot, I think the reason is that we all think we're all under an, uh, some kind of imp- maybe an impression or it maybe it's a delusion that we have more time than we may actually have. We think, well, what's the rush? We think, well, why do I have to, you know, why do I have to go so quickly or why do I have to, you know, hurry up or why do I, we think, we think like the clock is just going to keep on ticking. We think like, oh, I don't, I'm not under any pressure, right, to, to like, like it's not going to end. You know, I think people, it's a lot of people. And I've been that way too. I'm not saying it like as it's not me too, right? I've, I've been in that situation before plenty of times where it's like all of a sudden then you're like scrambling, you know, and it happens, it happens with, with people as they're getting older and then they start to realize like, oh, as I'm getting older that, wow, life is short time is gonna end and then they start scrambling to start that business to do to go on that vacation to you know marry that person 
to do, do, do whatever, to study that course, to jump out of that plane, to write that book, because they're playing this game mentally. And then when the reality sets in, people start to panic almost and then get resourceful. So the question then becomes, well, why not be resourceful sooner? If you could do all that in 20% of the time, what could you really do? You have to start to ask yourself, what could you really do with 80%? What could you really do if you got serious about your time? If you got serious about your squeeze? If you got serious and you started thinking like, you know, you wanted to get more out of your squeeze. If you got serious and you didn't want to like settle for what is and you got serious about it, what could you do? What could you do? What could you do? What could you become if you got serious about your squeeze? If you got serious about it enough to the point where you were like, you know what? I want to get more out of this and I want to squeeze the living life out of this one shot that I got. Instead of waiting for the panic to set in and then freaking out at the last minute. You know, and so as we're coming into a new year, as we're coming into 2019, you know, that's that's the question I want to throw out there to you and give you a couple of ideas and, and approach to the new year. Now, because you have some time, I don't want you to think, well, I'm going to put this plan in play on January 1st. Because it's that exact line of thinking or line of reasoning that leads people to end up in the panic mode in the first place. Oh, I've got time. I've got time. I'm going to wait. You know, I'm going to wait a, a couple of weeks or a couple of months before I actually put this into play. So the first thing I want you to think with within this few weeks you have left, what could you possibly be doing to prepare for the next phase? So number one, are you planning, are you looking, are you measuring your year in days? Are you measuring your year in weeks? Are you measuring your year in months? Are you measuring your year in quarters? Are you measuring your year in halves? Or are you just measuring your year as a whole? Because all of those breakdowns from days to weeks to months to quarters to halves to holes, all those breakdowns are going to depend, are, are going to uh, not depend, but uh, determine, I should say, on the amount of effort and energy you put forward into anything that you're trying to achieve. For example, you're getting ready to, you know, build a house. Right, that's that's the whole plan. We'll just say for the year is by the end of this year, I'm going to build this house. If you look at it in that way, what you're doing there is you're looking at it as a whole. And when you're looking at things as a whole, it kind of it creates enough wiggle room where procrastination can come into play. It creates enough wiggle room where you can be like, well, you know, it's January now. I'm going to have the house done in December. So in January, I'm going to, you know, not really have to sweat it, 
right? And so this is where the mind starts doing some like reasoning of its own. And the mind's like, well, you've got like 12 months to do this. Why are you going to start freaking out right now? And so then we put it off. But days turn into, you know, weeks turn into months. And then, you know, it's March. Then it's April. Next thing you know, a half a year is gone. And that's how it happens every single time. So what I'm going to suggest is you at least shorten to a half. I like to work in quarters. Some people like to work in months. Some people, you know, prefer to work in, in weeks. But I like to work in quarters. So I always... As I look at my year coming up, I look at it as three, or I'm sorry, four quarters that consist of three months each. So that's how I'm looking at my year. And I want to know in December, which is right now, January, February, March, at the end of March, I have a target. What is that target? And I might only have like four targets, one for each quarter that I want to get done. Why such few targets? Because in reality, I mean, if you're depending on what you got going on, but if you're busy, I know I'm busy. I got a lot of different things going on. If I make a a huge list, that might encourage me to kind of debate my list. But if I have like one target a quarter, you know, if I have one target a quarter, like say when I look at all the areas of my my life, like my goal. You guys remember from YFYI, if you already read the book, what chapter is it? Chapter 7, Goals. Set them, but don't forget them. And in that chapter, I show the the wheel, the goal wheel of life. And it has all those different areas, the different areas that you could look at setting goals in. So if you take one of those areas, for example, your physical area, you look at your physical area, and there's three numbers there. There's a one, there's a two, and a three. And those numbers are going to stand for short, which means that short-term goal. The second number two is going to be that midterm, that long-term. And what I mean by short-term, I'm talking about that you know, one-month, two-month, to three-month period of time. I'm talking about that quarter. So if I have like one physical goal for that first quarter, you know, what is that going to look like in month one, month two, month three, I can start to drill down and get to details. You know, say, say for example, you know, I do triathlons and I know like, okay, so I got a triathlon scheduled in the first quarter, you know, say it's, it might be in, in March and then I know like, okay, so how many days of training you know, how many miles am I going to run? How many miles am I going to swim? How many miles am I going to bike? And then I can take that date and then I can move back, like reverse engineer from that date and that first quarter and decide on what I need to do in that month, what I need to do in that week. But if I just said, oh, I'm going to do this triathlon and I push that out all the way to December then I'm in a situation where I could easily put off the miles. I could easily kick the can down the street. And so I look at setting one goal, one big goal for each quarter, for each area. In this case, for my business or my personal 
you know, I'm reading a book or two books or three books, how many of your books I'm going to set out to read, it's going to be in that quarter. I might look at the macro, I might look at the whole year and decide, you know, I'm going to read, you know, 100 books, but breaking it down to a quarter. So if I'm going to read 100 books, obviously if I'm going in halves, I split that number in half, that means by June I should be around 50, right? That means March I should be around 25. So now I know in each month I'm looking at about eight to nine books a month. That's a lot easier to get my head around than a hundred. So that's why I like to work back from the year. I like to work in quarters so that I'm not thinking about that hundred. My goal for that quarter is 25 books. My goal for this month is eight books. And then if I hit eight, then I'm at nine for the next month. Then I'm at 17 and I got, you know, I got five, I got eight more to go, eight for the third month. So thinking about how you're going to break down your year, that's where I would start. And remember, you got days, you got weeks, you got months, you got quarters, you got halves and you got holes. Now, some goals that might be further out there, if you're looking at your two or your three, in any of those areas, spiritual, professional, business, financial, personal, or physical, then that three, that might be a physical goal that's set at six months. I'm not really worried about it in these first three months. I'm setting it, but I'm not, I'm building towards it, but I'm not focused on it in the first three months. And when you reduce things down to, you know, one major goal per area and a quarter and you come up you could come up short I mean that's five different areas so you have five major goals to achieve in the first three months of the year and you may find yourself you know achieving two or three out of that in reality because what happens guys you know what happens life happens life happens things happen you know things that work out things don't work out but if you're looking at it in those shorter increments of time, you're going to find it a lot easier to be able to realistically see yourself achieving, get your head around, and approach it you know, from a different angle. So coming into the 2019 year, that's what I would start with. That's what I would start with. I would start with the first three months, one big achievement or big goal that I want to accomplish and then break it down from there. And then as you're building, right? You know maybe, and if you're not sure, you know, do the activity. You know, I wrote about the activity where you just start listing off things that you want to accomplish in that year. You can start at the macro. You can start big. And then once you go through and you figure out those, and then you can start figuring out, okay, what are my short term? You know, what do I, what do I, if I could only do one of these, say you had like 10 physical related goals, you know, you know, lose 10 pounds, run, do a triathlon, you know, whatever they were. And then if you say to yourself, you can do a little, a little game I like to play is if I could only accomplish one of these, which one would I choose? Cause then that will put you in an immediate kind of sense of like, what is most important to you and which one do you want to accomplish in that first three months? So that's something that I like to do. So these are just some tips on how to start strategically planning you know, so you're not waiting until January 1st. Here come my New Year's resolutions and all that. You're not waiting for that. You know, waiting for January 1st 
and then you start planning, I mean, you're already you're already way behind. You're going to wait till January 1st to start planning your first quarter or your year. You're already way, 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 way behind. So I would start thinking like, right now, what can I be doing? Do, do I have a planner? How are you going to plan this out? It could be something as simple as that, like getting a planner, getting a small notebook. You know, those things still exist where you can take notes on what you're trying to do. You can write those things down. Sure, you can put them in your phone and put them in your notes, but putting that pen to paper, getting physically engaged, getting physically involved with your goals is huge. So starting to write those things down, starting to plan those things out. What is it? that I want to accomplish. Ask yourself the questions. Let your subconscious mind go to work and start coming up with the answers and writing those things in your notebook. Then thinking from there, what else can I do? Well, who are you hanging around that also is interested in setting goals, achieving goals? You know, start developing that accountability partner. You know, everyone needs an accountability partner if you're going to start setting goals Someone that's going to be a cheerleader, they're going to be invested, interested, what are you trying to achieve, where are you trying to go, what are you trying to do, and they'll help hold you accountable. You can assign them, if they're willing to be, you're, you're like, hey, are you willing to be my accountability partner? And they're like, yep. Then you can assign them a task. For example, you could say, hey, so here's what I want you to do. At the end of this month... I want you to reach out to me, check in with me on this goal or that goal. Check in with me to see like where I'm at, what I'm doing. So that accountability partner might be somebody you have regular access to. It might be somebody you see periodically. It might be somebody that you barely see or never see. Maybe you're FaceTime or maybe you're you know, talking to them on the phone only or something like that. But are they willing to commit a check-in on you to see where things are at? Because that will help keep the fire lit under your ass to keep you moving in the right direction. So you have to establish who that person is. They have to be somebody that you trust, have confidence in. They're not going to judge you no matter what the goal is. They're not going to be like, oh, this is ridiculous. But they're willing to check in with you, hold you accountable on said goals. And I would set those dates up ahead of time so they already know. And you know it's coming. You know that that phone call is coming or that face-to-face meeting is coming or you know that sit-down is coming. They're going to be checking in with you and you know it's coming. And so that gets you a little bit, keeps your accountability up, gets you a little bit more focused and geared towards making that happen. So those are some of the things, guys. I hope, I hope you can use some of these. Start with how are you going to, you know, Break down your your goal setting strategy. Are you going to look at it in months? You're going to look at it in halves, holes, <clears throat> weeks, days. I mean, at the end of the day, really, right? You're going to look at it in all. But how do you want to set your targets? So that's first. Figure that out. Number two, where are you going to record progress? You know, get a journal, get a you know a place where you can record and strategize and plan and write and take notes. And number three. Get an accountability partner, somebody that's going to check in with you, hold you accountable, set the dates. When are they checking in? What specifically do they want to know? 
So they're going to know all your goals and what you're working towards. And it's a, you know, it, it could be like mutual. Like you could be doing this for them too. So that's why you got to know like who that person is. Are they about it? Somebody else that's setting goals. Somebody else that's interested in setting goals. That's the person that you want to be working with. Because you know they're about that life. They're about that goal setting life. And if there were a number four, the number four would be really start now. Not waiting until the new year. Start get ahead of the year. Get ahead of the get ahead of the game and start now. And that's what I got for you guys today. So hopefully you're able to take this, run with it, put it into practice, put it into use, put it into play, and have an, an amazing you know, rest of 2018 and get ready to get fired up for your 2019 because you already got a plan. You already got a, a strategy. You already got a plan of attack for the new year. So you're happening to the new year versus the new year happening to you. If you need any more information on this and you don't have YFY, grab a copy of the book. Go to chapter 7 where I break down the goal setting process. Talk about those different areas where you can set goals. Grab a copy of the book. Study that chapter. If you have any other questions on that, reach out to me on Instagram. I'm easy to find. Just look for Sunny D S O N N Y D 1.0 on the gram or Snapchat and Facebook and all that stuff. You could find me, guys. Share this podcast with somebody else in your network and your crew on your team that you think might be able to benefit from this. And as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Any other information you want on YFYI, my first book or the second book, YFYI for Salon Owners, you can find all that good stuff at yourfirstyearin.com, yourfirstyearin.com. Give us a follow on Insta. Give us a shout out. Give me some comments and feedbacks. I love to hear what you're thinking. And I appreciate your time and attention. And I know there's a couple people recently that had reached out. If I haven't seen your review, you left a review on like iTunes on the podcast and you haven't got your swag, you haven't got your YFYI iHeart t-shirt, then let me know so you can get your free swag for doing that review because that review is helping you know, get the podcast seen, making it visible, getting it out there. You know, and I've been working on the other side of getting it on more platforms. I'm using Anchor. You know, we've got Stitcher, we've got Spotify, we've got all these different platforms. So however you like to consume it, but when you leave that review, that helps amplify the work and get the message out. So I appreciate it. And on that note, guys, this is the YFY podcast. So thanks again. Tune in next week for another fresh episode, and definitely want to hear your ideas for the 200th episode what I should be thinking about. What would you guys like to hear? What could we do special to celebrate that episode? Because we'll be there before you know it. We're like at one, so I think it's 139, so 60 more episodes. Yeah, we're going to be there before you know it. So thanks for tuning in to the YFY podcast, guys. Thanks for being here. And remember, this is the place where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening or watching, and I will talk to you soon.